Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays from A Date with Dateline. That's a new Christmas song. It's not good. Now make it Jewish. Happy holidays from A Date with Dateline. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good, actually. But a day, day. Oh my gosh. Was that good? That was really good. Yeah. I've been studying that. I'm really impressed with that. That was like you were on Jimmy Fallon playing that wheel where you spin it and then you have to do something in that style of singer. And you I find that so impressive. Yeah. When like Ariana Grande does Celine Dion, that kind of thing. It's so impressive, isn't it? So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Happy holiday season. We hope everyone is taking care of themselves. What was I going to say? Are we off next week? We're off next week, but are you out of Whamageddon is the question on everyone's mind. Did you get whammed? I am still in for Wham. I've gotten out for Mariah about four times already. Oh. One was at work because I have a second job sometimes. That's rough. Yeah, a girl was just scrolling, scrolling on her phone. It was very uneventful. And then a listener sent me a video. Barb. Thanks, Barb. Barb. And it was a girl doing karaoke, but the real track was playing on it. So I don't oh. think she thinks she thought it was out. But it's okay because I got out for real at the same time. And then I seen that stupid commercial with Mariah where they call her the Queen of Christmas. Why is she the Queen of Christmas? She has one Christmas song. Maybe she has a, a whole album. All, she has she one has an Christmas album. song that everyone talks. You know what? Hanson did a Christmas album. Why aren't they the kings of Christmas? Here's the deal. Of all of the like newer Christmas music that's not Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire, like those kind of songs, this is a newer Christmas song that's like a hit. People love All I Want for Christmas is You. They love it because of... It's a great song. Is It's in the movie, right? It is in Love Actually, but it was popular before that. Okay. There's a lot of songs in Love Actually that are great. Okay. I'm bitter. Yeah, you really are. It's okay. I'm out too on that. So we are talking about... We're doing a repeat, number one. We're doing a repeat because this week was supposed to be new. I thought in last week's episode, they had a next Friday all new and it looked really exciting. Or maybe I imagined it, but I was all set, so set... And convinced that it was going to be a really good dateline that I didn't even check their Instagram this week, like I always do, to see what episode it was. Because I thought, I know it's going to be this new episode. Instead, they are this repeat that we've already done, which is fine. They can do whatever they want. But interesting. It would be nice if they let us know. That's all I want for Christmas is All I get... want for Christmas is transparency. <laughs> I just want the episodes ahead of time. You did not just get Mariah Geddend because the rules state that it does. It can't be a parody doesn't count and me singing it doesn't count. Yeah, calm down. Uh, we wouldn't do that to you. So A Place in the Sand is the episode we are doing. You can find it on Peacock. And it is season 24, episode 27, February 19th. 2016 Keith. When do we start calling him baby Keith? Is 2016 baby Keith eight years ago? Absolutely He's not. still baby ba- Keith. Baby Keith is like 2006. His heart is still baby Keith, always. Oh, he is very, he's very silver foxy Keith in this though. His hair is perfection in the Florida humidity. I don't understand how it, it's doing that. Magic. To be honest. Yeah. So we are in Florida. 
so you know it's about to get lit. Yeah. We are off the Gulf Coast. They keep saying over and over, everybody, it was paradise. It was paradise living here. People in Florida always say that, but everyone that doesn't live in Florida looks at it and goes, him? No, I'm sure it's great. It is Anna Maria Island, which does look very beautiful. It looks like a little island. It is a very small island. It only has like a thousand people that live there year round. It's very small. And it reminds me a little bit of Murder, She Wrote. And everybody knows each other. And there's water. And I know that is in the New England area, but still it reminded me of that. What's the average age of people living on Anna Maria Island? I think I'm asking it, for a friend. People of a certain age. Okay. Thank Maybe. You. That clarifies it. So it was paradise for Sabina or Sabine Musel Bueller. And I don't know what I'm, I think I'm going to call her Sabina because that's what Keith calls her. But some people call her Sabine. Right. She's from Germany. Everyone is drawn to her. They later say she's magnetic. So literally everyone is drawn to her unless they are also magnetic of the same pull attraction. You know, with the two magnets. That was really good. You actually used the word pull. That was good. Really? I feel like that was good because oh, I would not know how to describe are, like, it. Giving would... me a very small clap and they're like, great job, Kimberly. But I would be like, the magnets are the same kind of mag opposite. You weren't. <laughs> you went straight for pole. That's a Christmas miracle. Hanukkah Thanks. miracle. Thanks. Nothing bad happened on this island in 2008, which is when our story happens. Sabina was running a 50s motel called Haley's Motel. Now, the real mystery is who Haley is. But if you look at the sign, it says that the motel was built in 1953. So who did Haley? Haley's Comet? Was Haley somebody's dog and they named it after them? Haley's Comet. Only local lore or maybe a quick Google search could tell you, but I did neither of those things. I'm going to say again, Haley's Comet and or Haley Mills was really big in that time period, right? Bingo. That has to be it. In fact, that's insane. No one would name their motel after Haley Mills. And I am a huge Parent Trap fan. And I still wouldn't name my motel after Haley Mills. Pollyanna? Yes, you would. Or... The early, very early season of Saved by the Bell. Or Summer Magic. Oh, I remember her as a teacher in Saved by the Bell. (laughs) Let's get together right away. We can have a swing in time. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's great. (laughs) So nothing bad happened on this island in 2008 until Sabina went missing. She ran this island. Let's talk about this. Sorry, she didn't run the island. Who runs this island? She ran a motel. (laughs) Girls. Girl, that's what I was going for. I knew it. Uh, yeah, I got you. So she ran this motel with her husband, Tom, who she had married after only knowing for two weeks, which fine. And she had always wanted to own a resort. And it was really run down when they bought it. They renovated it and they turned it into something really special. They threw these quirky Halloween costume parties and invited everyone in the town. And I have to say, there are a couple photos from these Halloween parties. They went all out in these costumes and decorations like they are the Heidi Klum of Florida. There's one photo in particular that really freaked me out. There's what I thought was a real person dressed as like a monster. But then I saw it was on a stand of some sort. So it's like a stand. It's like that butler from that episode we had a few weeks ago. Yes, yes. It looks like Slender Man. 
but yeah. more size beautiful. I saw a, it. A size beautiful zone two slender man who is leaning like Keith kind of. His face is all gray. He's wearing a gray top hat and you think his all everything's going to be gray, but he's wearing hot pink like fuchsia pants. I thought that was a real person. That's not a real person. Well, he's standing on what looks to be a square of wood, which makes me think it's just a figure of some sort. Now he's holding the hand. Well, this there's this little girl who's dressed like this is a little disturbing. Maybe like a child bride, but she probably didn't think of it like that she just thought i'm dressed up like a bride but she's holding his arm and it's she's smiling she's so proud so it's almost like she married size beautiful slender man sorry are you sure that this is not just a very petite woman that is next to him (laughs) i'm sure it was a child and she's carrying a trick-or-treating jack-o'-lantern basket filled with candy Okay, I will say this about I did not see any of that. I saw the guy. But I will say this party did not seem to be a Halloween party. It seemed to be a monster party. Nobody was in like dressed as Dorothy. Or the Cowardly Lion. There's another scene where there are a couple monster people and they're posed with a couple that looks to be in normal Florida gear, like shorts with a sweatshirt tied around the waist. And one guy I thought was carrying like a surfboard. So I thought maybe they're dressed as Californians or Floridans, surfers. I don't know. I would imagine it's still very warm there in October. And perhaps that was part of the. It was very hard to understand. It did seem like most of the people were in scary horror type attire. Well, that could be just their interpretation of Halloween. Or maybe it was just a monster mash of sorts. It's my. What I wrote down was. No, because the little girl is dressed like a bride and she has the jack o' lantern. A zombie bride? No, no zombie, full-on normal bride. Was she dressed as the Young. bride of Chucky or no. a bride of Frankenstein? It seemed like fun either way. It totally seemed like fun. I wanted to go. The costumes were crazy. Slash I love monster statues. Stuff. I couldn't tell if those were people or statues. I would well, like to go. Sabina sounds like a really, really fun person. She really does. Yeah. And so they also aired local commercials for the motel where she's introducing the motel and she has her parrot Giacomo with her. And Keith says he's always by her side, but then we never see him again or talk about him again. And we see him in a lot of pictures. We do. But in another scene, she has a yellow bird with her. So I thought she was cheating on Giacomo with his other... I think she was cheating on Giacomo with a lot of animals because we're about to see a string of them. Yeah. She was a rescuer of both people and dogs and turtles. Mm -hmm. So her friend started this turtle rescue, which I would totally, if there's one around me, someone let me know. I will go volunteer. Is Um, it a rescue or a watch? They Because they made it seem like the turtle night watch and they stand on the (laughs) beach and protect the turtles as they're doing their digging. I don't know. She was standing um, with her hands on her hips with her sweatshirt that clearly stated that she was Turtle Watch. So she's like on the wall in Game of Thrones. And uh, Yes. And I think what happens is that they're all spaced out different varying yards on the beach to make sure that nobody disturbs, no rambunctious children's run out and grab these turtles who are, are they laying their eggs, I'm guessing? Okay, so there's a couple things that happen with turtles. Like, I know this happens in Mexico, but I think it happens all over, is the turtles do have all these eggs, and then when they hatch, 
they climb through each other's eggs to get to the surface and they go through the the goo and the mucus yes. and a lot of them drown so the helpers usually take find so the babies and then have to help them release them to get to the ocean and only a very small percentage actually make it wow out there and grow into big turtles so there are lots of different ways that helpers maybe there is a watch lifeguard element to it as well it seemed like it was full lifeguarding it seemed but, like that but was I the think purpose. they helped like injured turtles as well yes so Sabina at one point got into the water with this leatherback turtle who only had one flipper huge leatherback turtles huge hundreds of pounds and the he, he had only one flipper and Sabina got into its face and was like willing it to turn around in the ocean like that's so sweet. You could do this, buddy, like talking to it. And I loved that. I just thought that was the best story ever. It's so really- Sabina was great with people too. She had met this woman who was having trouble getting work because she was going through cancer treatments and nobody wanted to work around her treatment schedule. And Sabina was like, no problem. Come to work here. We'll work around it. And so Sabina was passionate about people and animals. Her white Pontiac convertible, very more passionate about that than I've ever that's a very passionate we'll get to that the motel animals and she was newly very passionate about a a man named Barack Obama and (laughs) I am specifically passionate since someone sent me a very old video that has resurfaced of him getting caught on camera calling Kanye West a Jack A after he interrupted Taylor Swift at that award show like (laughs) 10 years ago. He's talking about it with this guy who's doing an interview with him. He's like, why would he do that? He goes, he's a Jack A. And he says the (laughs) word. And I think he realizes he's being on camera. And they're like, still recording. It's pretty funny. It's kind of amazing. And it holds up very well. That's really Uh, funny. He was on the right side of history on that one. Yeah. So she is campaigning. She's super into it. And it looks like he might win. And it's the day of the election. And so she is planning to go to what she hopes will be an Obama victory party. Now, I don't know why, but every time they say Obama victory party, I hear Obama fashion show, which is from The Office. If you recall... Michael Scott wants to sound important and wants to avoid certain people's calls. And when they call for him, he has Pam has a list of excuses where he is like donating a kidney, getting a colonoscopy, an Obama fashion show. And that always kills me. So the question is, what is an Obama? Is it just a parade of tan suits going down the runway and people booing? No, the question becomes... Has he replaced Obama with another designer so that he oh, he thinks a designer like Versace is, fashion show? Correct. And so he's done Obama as like some sort of designer name. No. Well, that's possible because he is really dumb. Maybe it's a Michelle Obama fashion show and it's people. She's auctioning off her fabulous dresses for yeah. charity. Yeah. And then there is a runway. <laughs> that must be it. It's something he's made up in his head that doesn't mean anything, but it always fascinated me. And I still hear it whenever they say that Sabina was going to an Obama victory party. That's really funny. Okay. So her friend shows up to pick her up for the party and Sabina wasn't there. 
A few days go by and no one has heard from her. Keith says, the woman who loved to celebrate didn't. The woman who loved to talk called no one. The woman who loved her motel suddenly wasn't there. So that was really good. And then we come back from commercial and he's like, the air was suddenly different on Anna Maria Island, not just because Obama won the election. And then he says, but because Savina was gone. But it also, I feel like it was very pointed because, yeah, it's probably less fun. (laughs) She seems like she was not a stick in the mud. Yeah. At all. She was probably the most fun one on that island for sure. Mm -hmm. So then two days later, after she goes missing, a white Pontiac convertible was pulled over in a seedy neighborhood. And when the driver is pulled over, he just bolts. (laughs) And the police chase after him. They get him. His name is Robert Corona, because, Mm -hmm. of course, his last name is Corona, which is unfortunate. Now, Robert Corona, we get a lot of shots of him, like mug shots. And I want to talk about the tattoos. Nope, we don't. It's the holidays. We're going to be generous of spirit. Of course I am. Um, Of course you are. Yeah, it's like you don't know me at all. So I thought the first one on his neck was a butterfly. (laughs) And then I saw in a later shot it's clearly a marijuana leaf yeah so that was a funny mix-up that i made because i was thinking why would this burly latino man who, he um, loves have, mariah carey who loves Mariah? yeah he has a butterfly tattoo on him of course mm-hmm. that makes sense but the real focus is the tattoo by his eye yes. on his face what did it appear to be to you ace of spades no i don't think so Maybe. It looked like a card. What it appears to be to me is, is my a initials. hand Girl. giving the middle finger. Oh, my gosh. Robert, I, why I have you done this? I looked at it multiple times. And to me, looks to be, but I might do a poll or something. But also, that's if you're going to do a middle finger tattoo on your face, don't get caught. Because that is, the it's- F-U is to you. When you are taking your mugshot, like you think it's to everybody that's wronged you and the haters and the cops, but they have just arrested you and they're taking a picture of your tattoo it's where bad. you're flipping everybody off. I'm looking for it. His name I, is sorry, Corona. I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> I is pictures. it really? Yeah, I took pictures. Here, I'll hold it up. But it could be a bunny rabbit. It's not a bunny. It could be like a Playboy bunny. Here, what do you think? It's a Playboy bunny. That looks like a rabbit. See, now it looks like a rabbit. Where are you seeing even three fingers? Or one finger? It's clearly... But it's clearly two. It's this. Oh, and so you think it's a fist? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe. It really looks like one to me in this one. I think it's the same photo, but it looked different in each thing. Oh my gosh, it very well might be. You're right. Oh, wow. It wow. looks different in each photo. It's like a it's like yeah. it is what you want it to see, what wow. you want to see. Yeah. And I see Robert Corona giving me the middle finger. Yeah, you do. Which he is if he is listening to this. So Corona tells the police that he was doing crack cocaine with the owner of the car. Oh, and the owner had given him permission to drive it. Okay. Hmm. He has a record, which is shocking. Sabina 
her friends say would never be with him. She was never in that part of town. She never did drugs. She wouldn't even let people smoke cigarettes on the property of the hotel. In Florida. In Florida. No smoking on the whole property because she was a very health fanatic. Wow. So she's not doing crack cocaine with Corona. No, probably not. Police go to Sabina's husband, Tom, who hasn't seen her in days and hasn't reported her missing. No. Which is strange. Now, he says she never let anyone drive her car, not even him. So that I have so many questions. Is anyone that into their car that they don't even let their spouse drive it? Does anyone know a woman that is that into her car? Yes. Interesting. Who? No, I could see that happening. You could see it. Yeah, definitely. I've seen a lot of those videos on YouTube where people get their dream car for the mm-hmm. first time. And generally, if it's a kid's giving it to their mom, mm-hmm. the first one of the first things she says is, this is mine. Nobody touch it. Nobody touch it. Yeah. Get your sweaty mitts off my fine leather interior. Yeah. Uh-huh. Things like I mean, they're doing it joking, but you can tell it's also... This is my Mustang. But she was serious. Like, no one was ever allowed to drive her car. They're serious, too. Okay. (laughs) It's serious. I mean, I think when it's the dream thing, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think if I have anything that important in my life that I wouldn't let someone touch. No. I mean, I could see how someone would if you were that kind of... Maybe it was just she'd worked really hard and she really wanted that white Pontiac convertible. And when she got it, it was hers. And maybe Tom was a wild driver. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he had done some things behind the wheel that she did not approve of, so he was not going to drive the Pontiac. Interesting, Tom. So police start to investigate her as a missing person. They find blood trace in her car, and part of the fabric of the car is cut off. Police talk to Corona and say, okay, we're no longer looking at this as an auto theft. It's now a missing person, possibly a murder investigation. And he says, okay, I lied. I never met... The owner. Shocking. We never did crack cocaine. I mean, I was doing crack cocaine, obviously. Look at my tattoo. But I wasn't doing it with the owner. I found her car parked behind a, what Keith calls, not so upscale place called the Gator Lounge. Now, I really... Stop. He said it's a not so upscale wine bar. Right. So I was going to try to make this episode as short as possible. And then this episode and Florida draws me in and has so many questions. And one of them is, what is the Gator Lounge? Because Keith says it's a not so upscale wine bar. The sign outside has a cartoon of a gator and says Gator Lounge. But underneath it says... It says liquors. No. It says package and it says lotto so what i think is happening it is a wine slash beer bar where you can also buy lotto tickets and perhaps pick up packages like a ups store so so what is gator liquors that okay so they i did some googling because I was like, is do they have putt-putt golf? Is there a barber inside? Is it a yeah. one-stop shop? Yeah, So absolutely. I Googled it. So apparently there is a liquor store attached to the bar. And they at the bar, they have very cheap beers, like a dollar something. And they have $6 tombstone pizzas, which I believe means they put frozen pizzas in the yes, oven for ma'am. you. That's what they, it means, yeah. Then behind the bar, they sell lottery tickets. Okay. They also sell 
headache medicine, Slim Jims, and potato chips. Bath salts. All, all behind the, and bath salts probably, just meth. You could be like, can I get some chewing tobacco, some Tylenol, and some meth? Thanks. I couldn't find anything about the packages, though, and why it's called packages and lotto. Is packages a term for something? I Googled packages alcohol to see if that was like a term I wasn't understanding, because I feel like it is, and I'm missing something really stupid, but I couldn't find anything. Did you type in packages drugs? (laughs) No, I should have. But the reviews were great. If it's the one that I found, they do some great work for charity. It's a little bit of a rowdier crowd, but it's also like fun people. And they do a lot of fundraisers for charity and they organize trips to the local like games and stuff. They support the the teams and, you know, everything in Florida. It's very Florida. But um, well, you know, they make money. So It's like a mini convenience store behind the bar, which sounds perfect. This because is you know not when you're a bad at a bar, business idea. Yeah. You get munchies for dumb things and no, you might not smart. want peanuts and you get and you might get a headache from the, and, and then I you think need the beers are a dollar because the liquor prices might be a little higher but the bartenders are told to look the other way if people are drinking liquor that they have purchased in the liquor store oh, in the bar. Oh, interesting. So they don't have the license to sell to serve liquor in the bar. But they don't stop you if you bring it and drink it. No, I think there's they sell liquor because it's a bar. No, he said wine bar. Keith said wine he bar. He did say wine bar. I think but, they sell beer and wine. And I think if you bring in liquor. Like vodka, vodka or, or tequila okay. from next door, they don't stop you, which is why they serve beer so cheap. It's clever. But also, you know they make money because none of their neon is broken. And they have a lot of neon. There you go. And generally, something would be burnt out. Maybe they know Holly Flax's neon guy. Maybe so. If anyone has ever been there, please let us know, because this is much like that fancy gas station, which people are still sending me videos about. I love that fancy gas station. So Corona says that it was a crime of opportunity, much like the actual Corona virus. Oh, boy. Don't let him get you. This holiday season, stay safe, everybody. Oh, that's what you meant by corona. I forgot that that was called the coronavirus. (laughs) I literally just thought you were talking about the beers. I thought you were talking about the beers, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess they drink beer in Florida. I forgot the coronavirus. I just have been calling it COVID for so long that I forgot that corona Okay, I can understand that. Wow. All right, now I get it. Cody on Sister Wives, who's horrible and now is down to only one wife, and it's so good. They're just dropping like flies. It's the one that he likes the most? Yeah. That brown-haired lady? Yeah. Otherwise known as a brunette? He calls it COVID-19. And it's so annoying, and I don't know why, because he doesn't even totally believe in science, but he is like, calls it COVID-19. Oh, boy. Like, we know what it is. You can yeah, just I don't say like that. Yeah, I get it. We know That's, what it is. Yeah, he needs to watch himself. So, Corona... Mr. Corona says, I jacked the car, but I didn't need to hotwire it or anything because the keys were inside of it. And then I took it for a joyride, as one does. So everyone around town is now talking what happened to Sabina. The local paper, The Islander, is writing all about it. People thought maybe she was carjacked on the way to the Obama fashion show, something. Mm -hmm. So 
there's this spotting of Sabina at an airport, but it turns out to be false because they can't find that her passport was used anywhere. She's not on surveillance. So they're getting a lot of tips, but no one is very helpful. Mm-hmm. The DNA shows it is her blood in the car. Husband Tom appears on the news and said something bad has happened to her. I know it. I know that she's no longer with us, which mm. is very interesting because I feel like usually the spouses on Dateline say we're still holding on to hope. Things like yeah, that. It's weird. Sabina was like a magnet that she knew everyone in town and was so popular that there was a waiting list to go to her parties because everyone wanted to go. Do you know what that reminded me of? No. That Jack A, not Kanye, but somebody else that went to theater school with us who threw an invite only list oh, I party and you were on the list, I think. For one reason only, which we shall not discuss, but it was irritating because had this reason not existed, I would not have been on the list. And then none of my friends were on the list. I wasn't on the list. And I remember thinking, uh, partially my heart was broken because I was still very insecure, but partially I was a very strong, independent woman. It was like, F him. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I don't want to go to his party. It was so stupid. And it was such a bad He had party. a list at the door so he could make people feel like poop. And we're all in a small theater department in college together. Did you, did you go? Yeah, I did for reconnaissance. I remember leaving after about seven minutes. Because I, I didn't know left, anyone. Like spray painted on the wall. Kimberly should have been invited. Yeah, I really should have. It was really dumb. And so he did this to feel cool. And it was so dumb. And obviously, I still haven't gotten over it, which makes me think I might need to discuss it with my therapist next week. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever (laughs) feel like life hits you with stressful things one after the other? Like you're already stressed because of work and the holidays and your family. And then suddenly you're reminded that there was a waitlist party in college. And even though you knew everyone and they knew you, they chose to exclude you for no reason. And And many other people were also excluded. (laughs) You were suddenly traumatized. Therapists are trained to help you figure out what's causing your challenging emotions and learning productive coping skills. Maybe they can help you with your self-esteem and get you to realize that if you weren't invited to a party, the party will be less fun because you weren't there. And they will also help you realize you're not quite over this party that you didn't even realize upset you in the first place. But now that you're talking about it, it's making you more upset. I think you should ask your therapist if it would be okay for you to have a party now, make a big show of it and not invite him. (laughs) I'm doing it. Great. I am so excited to meet with my therapist this week because we're going to have lots to talk about. But in all seriousness, stress and depression are very real during the holidays. They're very prevalent. And Katie and I just want you to know that there is help out there and that you matter to us. And we want everyone to be safe and take care of themselves. And therapy is a great way to do that. Absolutely. And BetterHelp makes it really easy. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with the therapist. And if things aren't clicking you can easily switch to a new therapist at any time it could not be simpler there's no waiting rooms no traffic no endless searching for the right therapist learn more and save 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash dateline that's better h-e-l-p help.com slash dateline because we can all use a little better help invite some therapy to the party that your brain is having. 
Oh, that was great. It's always on the list. Yeah. Thank you, BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp. You know what's better than going to a fancy party that you're not even invited to? Stay at home with the people you actually like and cook dinner. Yes, and I know something that can help, and that is HelloFresh. Mm. They are the HelloFreshiest, and we love them. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and super affordable. That is why it is America's and Kimberly and Katie's number one meal kit. Absolutely. It is the most festive of festives of times of years, and HelloFresh <laughs> is here to help you make the most of every moment. From holiday hosting to dinners during busy weeknights, you can count on HelloFresh to deliver fresh ingredients and amazing seasonal recipes. It's also the season. You know what? Forget the season. Year-round, everybody wants to save money wherever we can. And HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and is 25% less expensive than takeout. So you can uh. use those savings for, you know, maybe you need to buy some holiday gifts. Maybe you need some gifts for yourself in the middle of February. And that's yes. fine, too. HelloFresh can help. Short on time, maybe. Look, time is the most valuable gift of all. And HelloFresh has quick and easy options like 20-minute meals, easy cleanup dishes. They are big on flavor, easy on effort. And these time-saving solutions mean more time with friends and family around the holidays and throughout the entire year in 2023. One of my goals is to eat better in 2023. Mm. With HelloFresh, that goal is achievable. Why? It's in the name, HelloFresh. Mm -hmm. Quality is HelloFresh's priority. Ingredients travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days, so you know that they're fresh. And I love that with HelloFresh, I am never in fear of sacrificing the best part of a meal, the delicious part. I love the smile it puts on your face when you enjoy a really, really delicious meal. You know, when you get really excited about food when you're eating it? thinking about a delicious meal right now and I'm smiling. Exactly. And I am looking at you, ricotta meatballs with zucchini noodles and broccoli. That's Ooh. right. I'm also looking at you, cream corn chicken with roasted white cheddar potatoes. And don't forget the add-ons. If I am feeling spicy and want to start my day with one or four chorizo verde breakfast bakes with chili lime breakfast potatoes, it's 2023. Anything goes. Spice yeah, up your life. Do it. And with HelloFresh, there are no commitments except to yourself. You can pause, cancel, or change your plan at any time. Or just add on as much as your tummy desires. It's really, really easy to see why you should be checking out America's number one meal kit in the new year. So get on it, folks. Right now, go to HelloFresh.com slash Dateline18 and use code Dateline18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Dateline18 and use code Dateline18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. America's number one meal kit from America's number one podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's us. That has not been verified. That's just how I feel. Facts cannot be confirmed by Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or any podcast chart. But we can confirm that HelloFresh is definitely America's number one meal kit. So check it out and get yourself some fresh in 2023. Love it. Thank you, HelloFresh. Thank you. So Sabina was known all over town with these parties. It's very exclusive parties that I wouldn't be invited to. 
and she would sometimes push the edge in this very conservative area. And she one time hired some German body painters for a party. I love it. People were fanning themselves and clutching their pearls and needed the vapors. And like imagine everyone wanted to go. But everyone wanted to be invited. Totally. Talk of the town. It's like, so Like, even cool. if Jessica Fletcher lived there, she would be like, oh, my gosh. But then she would be like, this is fun. Frank and I did this once, bef-, you know? They she, want the story. Frank got You know on. they're you stopping know they by. You yeah. know they're stopping in. And also, I kind of love that there's this sort of wacky liberal artist that's, yes. you know, over making over this hotel. Yeah. And that... Everyone seemed to love her Uh and love her for it. And I think that's great. It takes all types. It It takes all kinds. I love it. So then, unfortunately, the real estate market started to tank and the motel wasn't doing that well. Despite the commercials, in one of the commercials, she's answering a phone with a cat on her desk. I feel like I could have maybe punched up. She's very cute and likable, but I feel like I could have punched up the commercials a little more. I'm not even a jingle commercial. I'm not a madman, but I still feel like... I would have loved to have helped. Wait a minute. Would you have a cat on the desk? Because now I have a lot of cats and a lot of cat hair. I would not have shown a cat in the commercial because I feel like you might. What you're going to get is people like me. And I'm a good guest. But what you want is everyone. I agree. And I feel like that's something that I would not be able to vocalize on this podcast first. But since you said it. I can say what it makes me think is that your rooms are not maybe as clean as I would like them to be. There might be kitty litter and hair around. Well, just specifically the cat. I think the parrot is great. Show yeah. the parrot all the you parrot. want. Yeah. Although some people don't like birds and are That's like, true. Are I don't want a birds? bird going all night. They might That's get true. worried. So. Also, owls, murderous. So oh, yeah. I think... Yeah, maybe the animals are not, but I, she wanted to show who she is, and I appreciate that. I personally would have put a dog somewhere, but I wouldn't have put it on a desk. I would not have shown anything with hair. Yeah, maybe don't show anything with hair if you don't want people to think of that. Feathers are okay. Maybe show a turtle or two. Just show a different animal. You know, a little turtle walking in the garden, people would love that. Because what I'm picturing is a bed and breakfast where they have 12 cats and they try to sit on you as you're eating breakfast and they're on your bed and it's like fur and it's just gross. I'm wondering if she also, I think probably the dog was, she had dogs too. I'm wondering if they were all in the commercial. It's just that one shot that we saw, it's the cat. Maybe. But I think it would be a hotel for people that loved animals. All animals, right? But yeah. Rough. So Sabina and Tom, they were going through stress with the financials, but they also were falling out of love with each other. They ended up splitting, but they never divorced. They stay married. They kept working together at the motel, and friends said that they were good friends. They both started dating other people. And so that kind of explains why he didn't call and report her missing right away, because maybe they didn't speak every single day. That explains all of it. Yeah. Because I was up until here, I'm like, Guilty, he guilty. It. He totally did it. But yeah. now but now the question is, were they really amicable? Right. Were they really friends? Exactly. Because that's what everyone says. Mm-hmm. She was dating a local artist who used to be a handyman at the motel. More on him later. He has a backstory. Mm-hmm. So Tom did have life insurance on Sabina. He had $100,000. Everyone on the island is whispering that maybe he did it. Small town gossip mill. 
we meet this local photographer who I thought was going to be in one shot. And I was like, why are you here? And I was getting kind of antsy. But then he kept coming back to say other random things. He says that he was friends with both of them. It was speculation. He never believed that Tom did it. And it's like, why why did you get B-roll taking pictures on the beats? I was in a bad mood or something. He was very handsome. Yeah, he is handsome. Sure. So he was a great interview. He was very clear. I felt bad. The two friends kept talking over each other. And I was like, oh, that'd be me and Kimberly. <laughs> it was adorable because it was very real. Yeah. I liked it. So then, shockingly, the motel catches fire. Wow. And not in a way like, like Katniss Everdeen, but oh, like yeah. <laughs> literally catches fire arson. And it started in the building where Sabina and Tom used to live together. So people had already thought that he did it. And now they're really thinking that he did it. And this is 12 days after she's gone missing. Yeah, that's insane. That's bad. So people think maybe someone was trying to destroy some evidence. They have a feeling that she was buried on the beach. They don't really tell us why they feel that. They just feel that. Because her body is not shown up. But And they just seem to really, in their hearts, think that she's somewhere at the beach. This is an odd transition from, okay, there's a fire at the hotel. And then we're never going to talk about it again. (laughs) Yeah, to the beach. Yeah. Wait a minute. Why aren't we focusing in that they might be destroying evidence at the hotel? And we don't find out for a long time why, because they have more information. But it seems really jolting to me. I agree. very strange. There were several parts in this episode that seemed a little bit like a Ryan Murphy show. Where it just kind of is jumping from scenes that yeah, might be out gonna, of order. Yeah, You're like, that's fine. was that scene supposed to happen right now? So police think she might be buried at the beach. And these two detectives that are partners, they would organize search parties at the beach. They would look for where the sand was disturbed. They brought in cadaver-sniffing dogs. They brought in these huge things that look like lawnmowers, like big metal detectors on wheels that are radar machines that go through the sand, which I thought was very cool. And sometimes the partners would just go and sit by the beach and brainstorm and maybe watch the sunset. Best friends. Being best friends. Best friends. Best friends. Best friends and with I thought, big old radar machines. Do they really think she's buried there or do they just want to hang out at the beach a lot? I don't blame uh, them. E- either one is pretty. fine. It's very pretty. Yeah. But I can totally see them just having a beer sitting there. They would talk about the case, but they would also talk about sports. I want to see white sand so bad. Oh, we could go to Florida. Yeah. Okay. Gatorland. Yeah. Gator, now Gator Liquors. Gator Lounge and Package okay. and Lotto. All Gators. All right. So they spend all this time doing searches at the beach, which is a total search party I would get down for, but they don't find her. A year passes. Her friends and Tom hold a memorial and they toss flower wreaths into the ocean, which is another thing I can totally get behind. That's good for that's fine for the environment, guys. There you go. Everyone knows that she's no longer alive or they feel like she is. But the life insurance company still doesn't want to give Tom the money because she hasn't been declared dead. And according to Florida law, she has to be missing for five years before being declared dead. Because they get so many petitions for it before. So many people in Florida are faking their death. Wow. Is that what we're thinking? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the laws are in California. They could be just as bad. But it turns out that Tom is not just filing for that 100000 life insurance, which you're thinking $100,000 is a lot of money, but it's not enough money to 
let you never have to work again or anything That's like what that. I thought. Yeah. It's I don't think it it's also enough for most people to kill themselves. Save your hotel. It probably wasn't it enough to like, save the hotel yeah. in the middle of a real estate market crash. No. Yeah. So he actually had a second policy that he had forgotten to tell the police about. And that one was worth $300,000. So he has $400,000 on her and he forgot to tell them. So mm. in the meantime, so they're still looking at Tom. No, they, and full ownership of the hotel. He would uh, totally own the hotel, too. Oh, right. Then Mr. Corona, remember him? COVID-19? He is cleared. He did not kill her. I mean, obviously, he would never kill her because she would be vaxxed, probably. But he is he didn't do it. He just carjacked her. I mean, oh. he didn't carjack her. He took her car. Mm. Sorry. He just took her car. It had the keys in it. He's just guilty of a middle finger slash Playboy bunny tattoo on his yeah. face which I'm so curious to know if people will be able to identify it. But now that I know about it, I feel like I see that. But I don't know if it's just a power of suggestion. Right. And now that I, we've discussed the Playboy bunny, it kind of looks like rabbit ears to me, like a bunny ears or something. Oh, my gosh. But is, does that mean something in prison culture or gang culture, a tattoo by the eye that is of a bunny? I thought they were supposed to be tears. Okay. Bunny. I don't know. Someone's going to tell us. So... Mm. Maybe it has something to do with the package store. It has something it. to do with You're gonna figure it out. Lounge. It's all connected. It's all connected. So meanwhile, Tom has told the police that even though they were still married, they had both moved in with other people. She was living with this artist slash handyman, Bill Cumber, and he was 10 years younger than her. So she was a woman of a certain age. Thank you, Keith. He was 39. She was 49. And his B-roll photo is doing the Burt Reynolds shirtless hairy chest pose on a bed. Yeah. In boxers, shorts, or little underwears. Good for Sabina. Wait, Everyone but... talks about how handsome he is. He's I got a six-pack. He does have a six-pack. I think he's a very traditionally good-looking person. So she was still business partners with Tom. And yeah. there was some tension, Tom admits, because one day he walked into one of the motel rooms and room found... Room 11. Room 11. The cop specifically points out that it was room 11 that mm -hmm. Tom walked into one day and found Sabina and Bill having sex. And it's just very odd that he tells us that. And I was like, what? Wait, why? And... Tom says, I wasn't jealous. I was, it was just a matter of respect that she did it in the motel where we work, or maybe we had really good memories from room 11. I don't know, but it, he, it was room 11 and something happened in room and, 11. Yeah. I don't know. There's a whole story about room 11 and somehow has to do with the face tattoo and Gator Lounge. And the package, the package was delivered in room 11. Yes. Get it? There you go. So she had moved in with Bill, and she thought she hit the jackpot. He was the man of her dreams. And the photographer that is that guy that I thought was only going to be in one scene, but it was in several. He mm -hmm. says, she introduces me to this guy for the first time, and she's so proud of him. And I was like, hey, like, nice to meet you. And Bill was like, so great to see you. How you doing, man? So good to see you again. And the photographer was thinking that was weird because we've never met. So he thought it was a little strange. Maybe Bill just has face blindness and as a default mechanism, pretends to know everyone that he meets. 
That's possible. Or maybe he's a big phony. Or maybe, maybe he's, he's a, a psychopath. Phony. So he says, Bill, they talk to Bill. Bill says Sabina left at 10 p.m. going to the Obama fashion show. The next mm-hmm. thing that he knew, the police were there saying they found her car. It's very strange the way they say the next thing he knew because that happened two days later when they found her car. So did he? why did he not report her missing in right. those several days? He appears on the news and he says, this is one of those where you're analyzing it really hardcore when he yes. appears on the local news. Yes. And he says, the world is now missing somebody. And then does a full-on breakdown, cannot speak, turns his head, choked up, somebody special, pulls himself together. I wasn't buying it. No, no one's buying. No, 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 no. I didn't see any real tears. And it seems like a very overdramatic where you stop in the middle of a sentence and keep talking. Also, this is a few days after she's missing, right? Yeah. Why exactly is he saying the world's lost someone beautiful? She's just missing, man. Right, and he also is very defensive. He's like, and I don't know where she is or what happened to her. (laughs) No, what he specifically says is, I have nothing to do what happened with what happened after she left. He says that on the news, and remember that, because we're going to hear it again a few times. He's got this line that he's worked out that he just keeps repeating. It's a little bit like in and around. In and around nine o'clock. Okay, so I got two responses on in and around. One person said it's absolutely not a Canadian thing. The other person said it's totally a Canadian thing. And they live near Ontario. So I don't know who to believe. Is it normal for them to use it every time they're saying a time? Perhaps. Or not perhaps. I don't know. Oh, for goodness sakes. Yeah. So Bill says what had happened that night was they had had an argument about her her not liking his smoking. Because remember, she hates smoking. Oh, that's she right. She won't let anyone smoke on the property of the motel. But she's living with a guy who's smoking. So he says, I feel responsible for her leaving. And she, I knew she was going to this Obama fashion show. And then maybe that's why he didn't call the police, because he thought she was mad enough that she was going to stay at the motel or something for a few days to cool off. Right, exactly. Because they had had this fight about him smoking. So police find out that he does have an interesting history. So before they started dating, he was a handyman at the motel. And he got arrested for something, which we will find out soon. Bill... So he Bill goes to prison. Tom and Sabina, who are still married and still together, they were friends with him. He was their handyman. They go visit him in prison. They send him money. And then Sabina keeps going with it and starts writing to him in prison. And so she, as she's falling out of love with Tom in real life, she's falling for Bill in prison through these letters. Oh, my. And when he got out, she had broken up with Tom, her husband, and was waiting with open arms for Bill with the camera crew for Love After Lockup. I wish. Oh, boy. That show is bananas. So Sabina's friends did not love him like she was. They thought she was seeing this shirtless Burt Reynolds figure and also this sensitive artist who was down on his luck and needed her help. Because Keith says he was something of an artist, although his sketches didn't seem to amount to much. Was that (laughs) shit? And we see a picture of a dove. It is a dove with some flowers. It looks like someone would do in their first 
year of art classes at the YMCA. It's better than anything I could ever do. It's 1,000% better than anything I can do, but that is not a skill I have. But is it the best thing he's done? <laughs> it might be. I don't know. We don't It know. didn't seem very like in anything special. It looked like a drawing that you would find in an adult coloring book and you would fill in the colors. But and I wouldn't people be able do to get draw paid. That. People yeah. get paid to do those. So there's nothing wrong with that. There are ways to make money as an artist, although it's really hard. But maybe if you do get in with one of those coloring book companies, exactly, you could make some money on it. Yeah. Who knows? So I just, I don't know if he was that inspired. He also was interested in woodworking, which I feel like there's might be more money in. She bought him a bunch of tools and set him up with a woodshed so he could start doing woodworking. She wanted to be kind of like a benefactor to him, even though she wasn't rich by any means. Benefactor slash lover. Slash sugar mama, let's be real. So Maybe, yeah. But I think she had the best of intentions. Truly. Yeah, I think she, no, I think Sugar Mama, until, she's just helping him get there. And then she he loved can rescuing make his own, people. She loved oh, rescuing that's animals. That's true. Oh, no. Yep, you're right. So he tells police they had fought that night and she left. They push him right away. They're like, Where'd you dump her body? And he says, Dump her body? She went to the Obama fashion show. I ain't got nothing to do with this. I have nothing to do with what happened after she left. He loves that line. But you got to stop saying that. It looks really bad. It does. Also, I ain't got nothing to do with this is a double negative. And a double negative leads to proof positive. Leads proof positive. <laughs> and you, that means you did it. Yeah, there we go. So they are think it's him. They're watching him, but they have no proof. Then, because Sabina was paying the rent, of course, on their apartment, Bill was evicted. Yeah. So I guess his art never took off, nor his woodworking. That dove and flowers thing didn't sell. So police mm. search the apartment. It smells like bleach. Even though it's been at this point, we're back in time. It's been a month since she disappeared. So they find some blood evidence, though, even though it smells like bleach. There's some blood spots on the couch. Bill says she had once cut herself, and that's why there's blood. They find his DNA on the driver's seat of Sabina's car. He says, well, she let me drive it. But we have been told that no one was ever allowed to drive the car. He mm. has a burn on his hand that matches the burn that the cop got when they were digging at the beach. It's like a friction burn from a shovel. He says he got it from falling off his bike. Slash maybe a Schwinn, maybe a motorcycle, unsure. He now we get to the reason why he was in prison in the first mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. Arson. Okay. He, he was jealous of his paramour. And I'm noting that because the detective uses that word twice when referring to a girlfriend. He says girlfriend slash paramour. It's a good word. So he was upset with his paramour and he tried to burn down the house with her and the kids in it. So either they both have kids, he has kids, or the girlfriend has kids. Doesn't matter. The kids were in the house. She Good was God. in the house. So that's like not just arson. Can we that's just call attempted that attempted murder. murder? Yes, we can. So his shoes have traces of accelerant on them, oh my which God. is what they think was used in the house, the fire that burned at the motel. An accelerant was used. Hmm. But still, they so don't feel like this is enough to arrest him because... There's no proof that she's actually dead. And no, brother. there are not a lot of no body murders being tried. 
yeah. at this time. So Bill leaves the island, tries to get away from the gossip and stuff, but that is a probation violation. So they arrest him for that, and they're able to hold him for a while while they're still looking for her. They have by this time realized it's not Tom, by the way. Not Corona and not Tom. Hmm. So th three years of searching, and a man finds a purse near the beach, and he shows it to a policeman, and the deputy says, you have no idea what you've done. And I would be so terrified if a police officer said that to me. But they realize it's her purse. Wow. They go back to that location and they dig and search for weeks. They bring back the dogs and the excavators. They can't find her still. Finally, they feel like, you know what? We have to pursue this even though we don't have a body. So they reach out to other jurisdictions that have done cases with no body cases. And they realize that it can be done even if it's just circumstantial and no body. So they decide to try him for second degree murder. And the detectives keep trying to get him to confess, but he won't. They want to offer him a deal if he'll show them where the body is because they really want her body. He says, I'll take my chances with a jury, which they felt like was very cocky and kind of feels like he did it. It does, because they said, what they say, if you didn't do it, you just say, I'm innocent. Yeah. So they show his lawyer, they bring in the defense attorney, they show him all of the evidence they have. And that lawyer goes back to Bill and says, you should take the deal. Oh, boy. Because they have enough. They've got DNA. They have stuff. a lot. So he bit. He now has a beard also, as Keith points out. He looks good with a beard. I mean, he's still a murderer. So he says what happened was he's finally going to confess. He takes the deal. He pleads guilty. He says they really started fighting that night over his smoking. She really, really hates smoking. And it was probably a combination of other things because she just said, I can't do this anymore. Kind of one of those exasperated, I'm done. And mm. he lost control and he hit her and choked her. My and God. he wrapped her up in a sheet, put her in the car, buried her at the beach he stole a shovel from the motel to bury her. That's just insult to injury. I was, that's yeah. terrible. He, from the motel she loved. She loved. And worked to build. You he monster. left the car at the Gator Lounge, hoping that someone who was going to retrieve their package and buy some Advil at the same time would steal it, which is exactly what happened. Yeah. They bring him in shackles to the beach so he can show them where he buried her. And it's a spot, talk about insult to injury. It's a spot they used to sit at to watch the sunset. Hmm. That's where he buried her. That's really sad. It's really sad. The detective lets him take a minute and he kneels down. We're seeing this on video. He kneels down to pray and cries. Um Think and he's then crying. I don't know if he was crying. And then I didn't also see tears, but they felt like he was moved. It seemed like he was crying. It didn't. They said pray, but I think what he was doing was apologizing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't should. think I've ever seen that before in a dateline. I have to say. I don't have think seen I've that? seen someone get down on their knees. I've seen them like uh, say something at the site, but yeah, yeah, I've not seen someone. They just say, do you want to take a minute? And he just instantly like kneels down. And then yeah, I think he was getting upset. I think they I think the detective what I saw like he sort of looked at him and then saw that he kind of was like inching over there with the look on his face and he saw that he wanted to admit I that was a nice thing for the detective to do. He didn't need to do that. I wonder if the family was angry. 
Well, that's what Keith, Keith said in they gave him some grace that they probably didn't have to by letting him do that. Not so, at all, yeah. As they're leading him away, he says, tell her family that she was a good woman and didn't deserve to die. I think they knew both of those things. Did he say sorry? I think he said and that I'm sorry, right? And that I'm sorry. So they do find her body there. I don't know how he found a spot that they had searched for three years and been unable to find her, but there's just miles of beach, so... But- they said it was where they used to sit sometimes, but maybe Bill never told them that. Right. Hmm. Uh, so, may, yeah, maybe the friends didn't know that that was one of her favorite spots. Yeah. So he gets 20 years with his deal, and Tom has remarried and sold the motel. He had nothing to do with it. Her friends miss her. It's very sad. And Keith says life is very short, even here in paradise. Because remember, he started the episode with paradise. And now he oh, ends the episode right. with Paradise. And all the friends were really sweet. Oh, she I had great friends. Yeah, they really spoke highly of her. She seemed like a wonderful woman. It's really, really a shame. She seemed like someone we would love. Yes. Or love oh. to be like. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Either one. So, B-roll Bonanza. Actually, before we start B-roll, I have two questions about the episode for you. Great. Why did he set the fire? And why did he send it in that room? And not in their apartment. Well, because he wanted to live in the apartment. When he got evicted, he should have burned down the apartment. Right. I don't know. Maybe something did happen in that. I don't know. Did he? Was it? They said it was arson. I thought it had something to do with insurance. Is it possible Tom did it for insurance money? Is it possible one did the murder and one did the arson? Completely separate of each other. Yeah. Not in cahoots at all. Right. Just for completely different reasons. But they both... Tom got lucky because it both got pinned on Bill, allegedly. But I feel bad, too, even saying that because Tom really went through it because people thought for years in this tiny community, and they show the newspaper the whole time, that, like, they're kind of writing about this. This was, like, sort of a big, salacious case, yeah, of right? Course. And they're pretty much pinning it on Tom, I'm sure, being like, when are the police going to arrest him? But it wasn't him. So I wonder if they were two separate incidents, I mean, he did need money. The how the motel was very leveraged, and the market was this was, during the market crash. It was at the beginning of it. Okay, so he needed the money probably, and he realized quickly after she died. Maybe he looked into it and saw that he wasn't going to be able to get life and her life insurance money, even though he didn't kill her. Right. I had an alternate theory that maybe it was that local reporter who really needed. They say nothing happened there. What were they writing about in the Islander? a magazine slash newspaper nothing happened they needed a good story obama fashion show (laughs) local woman goes to obama fashion show that's the best most exciting thing the most exciting thing was german body painters horrify local residents and then they suddenly have a murder and an arson on their hands they got more stories than they knew what to do with before it was stories about the turtles just like Another now turtle. the Germans are here and the turtles are old news. We don't know. <laughs> so, okay, that was my first question. My second question, is there any chance that Corona met Bill in prison? The Corona, that Robert Corona and Bill knew each other and that the car was taken on purpose and Corona just didn't flip on Bill? I don't think he would not flip on Bill. Why? Unless they were like best friends in prison. Well, maybe if it had gone further that it looked like he was going to go down for the murder, he would have. Yeah, maybe. Snitches get stitches. That's true. Maybe he owed a favor. 
But it also makes just as much sense to me that he would just leave the car, knowing that this was a bad area and then it might get stolen there. I it's, feel like it's a still a question mark, but maybe. But inst- but wouldn't that be like pinning it on his friend? Take this car that they're going to be looking for because this woman has gone missing. That's giving someone a hot car that could get them in trouble. Maybe he just assumed that Corona would immediately scrap the car or do something to change it instead of drive around in it. Right. It was a sweet ride. It was cherry. With a broken headlight. I yeah. mean, it's real. Yeah, that's it's odd. Okay. There are just some things that were weird. Anyways, B-roll bonanza. She did, there's a photo of her doing water aerobics in a class at the motel. I thought that was really fun. Aww. I love that. She and really made it fun. They had all these activities at the hotel. I know. Also, her car has both a Hillary for president and an Obama Biden <laughs> sticker on it. She's like, in case you don't know where I stand in this very conservative town, this is where I stand. I'm wondering, too, if she was banking on... I mean, she's a hotel, so tourists. Maybe she's like, hey... Are you an artist? Come to my hotel. (laughs) I like that. That was their marketing strategy. They were banking on it. But maybe it wasn't also doing well. The beach footage was so pretty. All of it. I thought it looked so pretty. Yeah. Because they said that they banned, they won't let them do high-rise condos. Boy, that makes a difference. Yeah. Okay, we talked about the zombie party. Lots of people walking on the beach. Detectives on the beach. All the friends separately on the beach. All together. This place is just, is it gorgeous year-round? Yeah, probably. I feel like it's a bit less muggy than the rest of Florida and like less swampy. I could be wrong. But since it seems to have just so much coastline, it's less the gross parts of Florida. Every place has gross parts. We're not just honing in on the gross parts of Florida. No, 100%. No. This looks very beautiful. Yeah. The photographer friend, his name is Jack, by the way, he was hanging pictures that I think he took of her yes. uh, we see like sabina's pictures and there's this one particular one she was also very into her red lipstick which i very much appreciate but there's this one where she looks a lot like marlena dietrich do mm-hmm. you know the one i'm talking about yeah. she's in sort of a black off the shoulder yes. with a red lip it's such a good portrait it's yeah. gorgeous it's very like old glam movie star beautiful and yeah. she's really striking yeah. Just a beautiful german woman. Mhm. I thought that was neat. And then we see the detectives in a car. Not like that. Oh, best friends. Best um, friends. Okay, do you have anything else for, do you have any fashion police? I have a brand on happy being on Dayline. Okay. Room 11 in the Haley Hotel. For in the sure. the Haley Motel. Yeah. No one is renting that room after this episode. Maybe they changed the mattress. Maybe they Sheets. just do room 10 and then room 12. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. Fashion police. Okay. The one friend she gave the job yeah. who was going through cancer treatment, she had really cool statement jewelry on. Haven't I seen wrote statement jewelry chunky in a wooden jewelry, kind yeah. of like Prue from Bake Off, but all earth tones. Earth tones. Exactly. Very cool. I liked that. And then I just wrote the red lipstick. I We don't see it a lot. And it's a fun signature. Taylor does it. It's fun. You could do it too. We've talked about this before. I can't. My teeth aren't wide enough. You say it every time and it's just not true. It's 100% true. Wow. It's not true. Okay. Can't stand it. Titles. The middle finger of the law. There we go. Instead of the arm of the law. <laughs> and I was trying to get somewhere with no smoking, no butts, oh. butt out. But <laughs> What did he oh, say to smoking? Yeah. Yeah. Know. No. Yeah. Sun's out, butts out. <laughs> sure. Because it's sunny Florida. Putting a, butting out this whole Putting a case. butt 
button on it. Putting yeah. a so, buttoning up the case. Yeah, something. Something like that. Okay, I see. Relighting where you're trying the to go. F- mat fire cigarette. I'll get there. You'll um, get there. But my real title. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. You did good. You did very, very well. I have some interest. I don't know. My brain's a little fuzzy today, so you forgive me. Nobody's business. Because mm. there was no body. Mm-hmm. Baby got leather back. Don't know. <laughs> sorry. I said I was sorry. <laughs> and then, baby, you can't drive my car ever. Ever. That was it. And then. Until I'm dead. My number one title was Seven Minutes and Eleven. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's what I got. That's what? it. Why was he so upset? Was it just them having sex? What? How much? How upset did it get? I have so no, many. No, I no. It's because it was the place of business. That's that why. May, okay, I can. Under, I totally can understand. I that. have a girlfriend too, and we don't do it in our hotel. Right. Yeah, it's a respect issue. I get yeah, it. I could totally understand. But why was that detective? Why did he bring up a room eleven so yeah. much and Paramore? And Paramore. He just had a very. I think he wants to be maybe a local news correspondent for NBC. So he's oh, like, I could yeah. be their Florida guy. Their island guy. We have a Florida guy. His name is Dennis Murphy. Thank <laughs> name you. Is Dennis Murphy. The job has been filled. We'll um, let you know. We also have Matt Murphy, and he will go anywhere. He's normally in L.A. surfing, but they have surfing in Florida. He'll go to Florida. Although <sighs> Matt Murphy is strictly on 2020 now. He is jump ship. So that's messed up. I know. I want to write a letter. Yeah. No, that's Matt not Murphy. Right. We thought we knew you. Yeah, we, I haven't seen him in a long time. Not that I would recognize him if I saw him. No, he's not John Lewin. You would recognize him. Because they'd show surfing B-roll. Right, exactly. But that's the only way I would recognize that's him. That's probably true, yeah. yeah. And they usually say his name pretty quick. Yeah. But John Lewin, I can't remember the name or, or the, the face. face. <laughs> we have to move on. It's the holidays. I don't want to bring this You this know that that up. was my photo for, you know, I put an image for every episode and whatever that last episode was. It was I saw it. <laughs> Katie doesn't recognize this man. I also saw that you put up my wooden people. I was very excited about that. I'm sure we got lots of people telling us what they are. Yeah. Yeah. I was I, re- really preoccupied with those lawn ornaments. I like when my photos have absolutely nothing to do with the episode. I it's, do too. I feel like it's intriguing. I feel like it makes it mysterious. It's part of the charm of our show. I think that's why people come here. I I hope. We come to discuss Dateline. Dateline does a great job of... They do it for us, telling the beautiful story of the person's life. They really do. We're here to talk about the case, and also all of these are sad. She seemed amazing. I love her. This is such a shame, and it stinks because... I wonder if she was like kind of excited to meet him, and this was kind of an exciting part of her life. They said she had his picture in her wallet, and then... It turns around that he's just a crook. Oh, I thought he's you like meant a, Obama. <laughs> no, no, he's just a, no. And I was like, I don't Bill. think he was going to be at that party. No, that he's a, that he's a, he's not only just a bad guy, you know, he might have been she, a little bit dangerous, but he's crazy dangerous. She thought like, he was going to be dangerous. the man she was going to spend the rest of her life with. Yeah. yeah. Her marriage That's, was over. She was on the second chapter and it was going to be really good. But he was a smoker uh, and maybe other things. Well, he was a murderer. Well, that's so there, true. I mean, and there's an arsonist. <laughs> and oh yeah, I'd like to set fires. Yeah. That was a that would be a big one for me. I'd be like, why? Oh, so here's something I did want to say. I think in part of our business that we could start that would be like helping people with it when they're going to be interviewed by police 
interviewed mm-hmm. on Dateline. Mm-hmm. We could tell people what prisoners are okay to correspond with because I feel like we'd have a good eye for that. So you would consultate us and give us the person's information and we would say, yes, they are innocent or they deserve a second chance. You could be friends with them. You could write them and maybe marry them after on Love After Lockup or this guy is bad news bears. Stay away from him, Sabina. And this guy would be three strikes because number one, handsome. We all know that's a strike. Number two, arson. Yeah, slash attempted murder. And number three, mother and children in-house. Well, yeah. So there's normal arson. Yeah. Which is a strike. Yeah, for sure. You're right. But the real strike is who was in the house. You know who else was an arsonist? Paul of Paul and Carini from 90 Day Fiance. And he is horrible. What do you mean he's an arsonist? He has a record for arson. Before he went on the show. I have a lot because of questions TLC about Because TLC does not vet their people. The psychology behind arson is really fascinating. It feels like it starts early. It yeah, feels maybe. like one of those things where people are killing animals. It's like someone that plays yeah. with matches a little too long. Mm-hmm. I wonder what happens. But speaking of writing to prisoners, it's a great time to write to prisoners. And I think we should all write letters to Sandra Melgar. I encourage people throughout the year to write to her. And a lot of our people have gotten letters back from her and have talked to her. And she really appreciates them. I've been talking to Fizz a lot lately because there's some exciting stuff happening. And Ooh, in her case? Yes, Great. the Innocence Project has taken on the case. Fantastic. And uh, if you don't know the case we're talking about, we're talking about Unspeakable, the Dateline episode. But we're also talking about the Truth and Justice season with Bob Ruff. He did a whole season on Sandra Melgar. Yeah. On this specific case. We text all the time. She's really grateful for the support of the show. And she really says her mom appreciates all of the letters and stuff. Also, I think Maggie Freeling has also set up some sort of website where you can like send gifts to wrongfully convicted people or put money on their commissary, send them Christmas cards, Hanukkah cards, Kwanzaa cards, whatever, holiday cards. So I think that's something cool that you could do this year. I think that's good. I mean... People get really involved in these cases, which sometimes is really incredibly helpful. Mm-hmm. If there's a wrongful conviction, it can really help. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But thank you, everybody. Follow thank you for making this media. an amazing 2022 because this is our last episode of the year. We cannot wait for 2023. Let us know what you'd like to see more of or less of or, you know, more Katie's puns, less Kimberly talking about balloon releases being bad for the environment. I don't know. Whatever it is. Tell us. <laughs> No, but in a if nice someone way. says less Taylor Swift, you're going to block them on Twitter. So no, don't you're right. say that. Don't say that. Instant block. Um, don't say less cats. Don't yeah. say that. Let's That's just me. say more of. What do you want to see more of? How about what that? Let's take away the of? negative. What do you want? Don't tell us what you want to see less of. What do you want to see more of? Yes. Please join our Patreon and Supercast. We do have fun stuff and we will have more stuff coming and we will be covering Yellow Jackets in its entirety when it airs. 1000%. I'm hoping in March. Yes, I no, know it that's is in March. Pushing it. Is it? Yes, no, it's released. It's coming out in March. I I'd, seriously can't wait. I'm so excited. So um, we will be doing it in depth, and I might be, yeah, it's going to be on Patreon. We talked or about Supercast. it um, the first season with our friends from Pink Shade, Mary Payne and Aaron. But this we time we will be it. doing episode by episode because I will need to be discussing. Oh, great idea. I love, she's just sprung this on me. I'm totally down So we will be doing this as we used to do our 90 days. And we have a 90 day catch up coming. 
but be prepared. So yellow jackets approacheth. Yeah. yeah. But we might do other stuff for Patreon too. We still yes. have other ideas and things we want to do. So and it's a great gift to give someone for the holidays. You really just need their email address to sign them up. So consider that. And thank We're you. We're so grateful. Thank, thank you. Thank you. We are just so unbelievably grateful that the podcast keeps growing little by little each year, but it's not shrinking. And so that's good. We're still growing and we just appreciate it. So tell a friend and we'll make 2023 the best year yet. So Yes, we will. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who's been here since the beginning. Oh, my God, I could cry. Yeah, it's amazing. We really appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And don't watch alone. Be your own. Oh, boy, we should have had a good one for that. A leatherback turtle. Hold on. Obama fashion show. <laughs> Flipping off finger tattoo. Be your own flistener because we couldn't do it without our flisteners. So be your own flistener. That's Be beautiful. the flistener in your own life. That's beautiful. Listener is a friend and listener, in case you're new. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Stay fresh, cheese bags. See you in 2023. Happy New Year. Yada die die. Yada die die. Yada die die. Da 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 If you yeah. know summer magic, hit us up. I don't know Summer Magic. I would like to watch that. It's one of those did Disney. Disney has those like series of films that came out around that darn cat. There's yeah. Sammy the Way Out Seal. There was the Witch Mountains, Return to Witch Mountain, those ones. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Some of them were really creepy. And then yes, some I of do. Them, I did not watch Return to Witch Mountain. The Ugly um, Dachshund. I had them all on tape because dachshund? I wasn't allowed to watch anything else. So... Right, because Amy Grant had gone secular and ruined your whole family. So, right. so, But I was allowed to watch Haley Mills was just fine. There's a part in Parent Trap where she hugs her... Twin? Herself? No. Which is her twin? Yeah. I think she hugs her dad or her mom, can't oh. remember, who's all wet. And it makes her shirt... <laughs> this is going to have to go out. But she's wearing like a blouse and it turns the boob part darker color because and I always thought that was so embarrassing when I was younger and even before I was in the Hollywood industry I was like why did they not use another take why did they not change her into a dry shirt first that feels creepy almost I know no young girls in wet shirts no I mean it's not a see-through shirt but it's clearly where she sticks out because biology and then it's darker. I wonder if anyone else has ever talked about that. I'm gonna have to go on Reddit and find some really weird stuff. I don't know how get you my would computer search for flag that. By I don't want. Yeah, really. I don't like it. I no, was so embarrassed no. for her because I was like, she's so good in this movie. She has this weird European accent for no reason. Yeah, she's playing two people, and then her outline is all wet. And, and you're like watching it at a time girl. when that's the nightmare, right? When you're somehow something is happening in your chesticle area that you're embarrassed. Like, yeah, that's, it's either happening or not happening, and you're embarrassed either way. Either way. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Puberty is a nightmare. Yeah. But I can see why that would stay with you because it's, like, it's such a real part of growing up. Yeah. That you're like, oh my God, what, yeah. what? Yeah, but that's funny that you remembered <laughs> it all these years. I have to say, my neighbor here, I drove up the other week and people, a lot of people here are into those blow up things on your lawn for the yeah. holidays, which yeah. it rains here a lot. So I don't really understand those. It feels like that's better suited for California climate. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. But that's fine. It, whatever floats your boat. And then I saw my neighbors and I drove in and I was with Oliver. And I think I scared him because I screamed so loud. Is that Bucky?
Is that Bucky? Because I got so excited it was Bucky, the gopher the, mascot for Bucky's, that gas amazing station? gas station. They had a giant blow up Bucky. Oh they my have gosh. it on their lawn next door. That's amazing. I like them 100% better. You should go introduce yourself. I've already talked to them like one and a half times. Okay. But, Do they have um, teenagers? I don't think so. But I, <laughs> I did sneaky take a picture with Bucky. <laughs> I got overexcited. I jumped out of the car while it was still running. That's how oh excited I got. Okay. I love that. Anyways, 